the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. We're having some fun here getting over the hump here, particularly since the weather is just absolutely so good. Got to brag. We have just the most beautiful weather in general in San Diego, and today was absolutely extraordinary. But you know what? I'm still glad to be inside with you guys now that we're 6 to 8 p.m., and thank you for staying over with me. If you're just tuning into the show, this is the Andrea K. Show. Have dynamite in a dress. I don't talk about that enough. I am dynamite in a dress. Coming at you guys every night now, 6 to 8 p.m. You can contact us a variety of different ways to do so. You can give us a call at 888-344-1170. You can call in now at that number. And you can call in at 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 844-814-5227. You can tweet at me if you're so inclined at AK Show San Diego. That's a new Twitter account because they like to play games with my old one. And, of course, we're streaming Online at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. And back by popular demand, by my demand, that is, that he stick around with me for the second hour as well, is my buddy, DJ Potato Skins. I have my veto pen drawn and ready, and I have only one thing to say. Go ahead. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. And I have another thing to say. It's good to be back here in the second hour of the Andrea K show, seven to eight, the whole six to eight experience. Absolutely. And, um, you know, and when you call in those numbers, particularly the, the comment line, 844-814-5227, we'd love to hear from you guys, topic ideas, guest suggestions, and, 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 and help us out here. Cause we, you know, we do this show for you guys. In fact, I know that one of the races here in San Diego, that's got a lot of attention and it's actually become controversial. And I've gotten, I've, I've heard from you guys y'all want me to talk about this sheriff's race that's happening here in san diego and coming up after the break we have john hemmerling who's been endorsed by the republican party who's going to be here and he's going to share why he's running for sheriff and answer a couple of questions i'm going to put him a little bit in a hot seat only because i want to give him an opportunity to address the criticisms and the concerns so we're going to be talking to him after the break but first i i found this there's there's a story that came out today that i found out absolutely fascinating. So I had to share it with you guys. It, 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 it had to do, this was a YouGov poll and YouGov is one of these um, survey outlets that's well-respected, right? I mean, it's, it's, I don't know that I would necessarily say it's Rasmussen, but it's fairly respected. And it was a question about asking the respondents, um, what news source do they trust? What news source do they trust? And I would ask you, I would pop quiz you skins to see if you, if you could answer the question of, um, a, a slim majority, 52% of Americans said that they trusted one, um, network, uh, over any others. And, uh, did you see the answer to that question? 
Don't I didn't see the answer, but I mean, if uh, if you're asking me direct, I can give you my answer without even looking at it. Okay. What would you, what, no, not of who you think is the most trustworthy. Who do you think that 52% of the Americans consider to be the most trustworthy media news outlet? Well, quickly, we got all night, man. And the answer, I think you're going to give me two different ones. I think the answer you're going to give me is Fox News. No, the answer is the Weather Channel. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're at in this country. Wow. 52%. And that's not even, and, and, and that means that 48% of Americans don't even trust the Weather Channel. So and we need an AK Weather Team, is what you're telling <laughs> well, me. If you're not trusting the Weather Channel, and most of the time you turn on the Weather Channel and they're showing you video of kind of like what it's like outside, it, that's how. That's how little trust the American people have in our news sources anymore when when only a slim majority actually is trust in the Weather Channel. That tells you a lot, actually. It does tell you a lot. And actually, we're laughing, but it's actually really serious. I'm going to ask you guys out there, who is the number one outlet that you trust? And hopefully, and, and don't call in just to say the AK show because you my buddies out there. But like, seriously, let's think about broadcast media. Who do you trust out there? I was going to say One American News. <laughs> well, One American News is lost their carriage that's why direct tv has removed them because they didn't like how they were reporting about election fraud that happened in 2020 here's what's not going to come as as a surprise is that 66 percent of democrats trust cnn um in spite of the fact and you got an, and, and let's remember that for the past five years cnn falsely reported that there was actual evidence that trump had colluded with the russians this is the same cnn that had those all these you know that we that we've talked about the 51 intel you know i i intelligence community i see guys saying that the hunter biden laptop was russian disinformation and now new york times and wapo are admitting it's real yet cnn was reporting these falsehood yet 66 percent of democrats still trust it only 11% of Republicans say they believe CNN's reporting, and I'm wondering who the 11% are. Um, what else is interesting here? Um, a, a majority of Republicans trust only two networks, Weather Channel 50% and Fox News 53%. I actually find it astounding that even Republicans trust Fox News more than Weather Channel because Fox News has just not really been uh, they, they used to be, we report, you decide, and they just they, they there's been um, I, 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 other than Tucker Carlson, I don't put my trust in Fox News. The poll surveyed 1,500 Americans, um, but and this was in March, and it it and it and it just shows seriously how disenfranchised conservatives feel in the U.S. media. Twenty three percent of Republicans trust one of the foreign networks on the survey, the BBC. Um, they believe they trust in the BBC more than they trust in uh, PBS or NPR. And they only have 15% trust in NPR. Well, of course, because I mean, that's, you know, government run, you know, liberal outlet. Um, the Democrats, according to this um, uh, survey, actually just in general believe uh, the media, they're more likely to believe media reports than Republicans. So ba- basically what, what I think you, we get our takeaway from this really is that Democrats will believe anything that they that they hear coming out of a mouthpiece versus Republicans are more likely to want to research an issue on their own and come to their own conclusions. And that's and that's really disturbing we, that we've got half of this country that will just believe whatever a joy read, believe whatever is coming out of the mouth of CNN. I mean, this is why we still have Americans in this country that think masks work. This is why we still have Americans in this country that, that think that these shots 
when uh, that are still believing the CDC who said that these shots would stop you from getting it and giving it. And now, you know, they're pushing more and more and more boosters. Right. These are people that are just believing whatever whatever is said to them. And when when you're willing to believe anything that comes out of the mouth of somebody on CNN, that's you know, that's a that's a dangerous place to be. Well, and think about this too. another perspective from the Weather Channel thing. Everybody's always saying that the weathermen always get it wrong. So if the weathermen are always getting it wrong, what's that tell you about the rest of the networks? Great point. I mean, if you if, if only 50 percent of Republicans are believing what's coming out of the mouth of a, of a meteorologist. And, of course, some of that might be because of climate change that's being pushed on the weather True. channel. It, it could be that as well. But only 16 percent of Americans and a start, startlingly low 6 percent of Republicans believe TV news broadcast. And this is according to a Gallup poll. And I think that what the, and and it's uh, and it's not going to get any better. It shouldn't get any better because One American News has lost their carriage. We know that the um, after Roger Ailes was pushed out at Fox News, they're no longer a conservative outlet, and they ne- they were always supposed to be. Uh, conservative from the opinion shows, but then straight up, you know, reportage from, you know, straight news people. Do and you that's think not one the American case news anymore. Will get another carriage? Um, I don't know that they will, but here's what I think is, and, and what I'm hoping is going to happen is that people start going to more um, streaming outlets, right? Maybe people will follow One American News off of one of the cable outlets and start watching them online. I think, I think Republicans are more likely to support new media outlets and to support new ways of getting their news versus the old you know cable system or, or TV news Democrats are still watching ABC News and CBS nightly news and and NBC but not as much Republicans and I think that the good news here I like what I like about this report and why I wanted to talk about it tonight is I think it gives me hope that we've got at least a certain part of our nation that's like you know what I'm not going to be spoon-fed and believe whatever is said to me just because somebody's sitting with a TV camera on them. I actually want to get to the truth myself. But what we have to continue to put pressure on is our elected officials to be doing what they can do when they when our Republicans take office to push back against the big tech tyranny. I don't believe that Elon Musk is going to take over Twitter and do anything. Twitter already announced today that Donald Trump is not coming back to Twitter. So I like that. So the moral of the story is Republicans are not believing whatever is just necessarily said to them from a media outlet. But we've got to make sure that there's another source for information right out there that's factual, right? And that includes new media outlets and streaming. And that's why I appreciate y'all being here every night. Uh, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in a candidate for sheriff, John Hemmerling, and we're going to talk about that race. And you can uh, give us a buzz, 888-344-1170, if you want to tell us who you trust as a media outlet. Uh, tweet at me. You can also answer that question on our Twitter at AK Show San Diego. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. 888 344 1170. Before the break, we were talking about some really shocking uh, poll results when, pe- when uh, Americans, Republicans, and Democrats were asked about. Uh, what media outlet they trusted. And I posed the question to you guys, what media outlet do you actually trust? 888-344-1170. Coming up after the break, I've got a a shocking story. Uh, Somebody didn't just call up an Uber driver here in San Diego. They they basically called up a a, a car theft. (laughs) 
<laughs> story. So I've got to, I, I want to talk about that story because we got a crime wave across San Diego, across California, and basically uh, across the country. In fact, um, that's one of the reasons why I invited on uh, my next guest, which is John Hemmerling, and he's actually running for sheriff here in, in San Diego. And um, the, the, the sheriff races and, and, and the, uh, the, the sheriff's offices around the country really become, came under the spotlight with not just because of the crime wave in, 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 in recent months, but also because of during the COVID times and the role that sheriff's departments played across the country in implementing mandates. And so this is a race in San Diego and, and around the country. Sheriff races are really in the spotlight. And so I'm glad to have him join me tonight to talk about his race. He is a former Marine, my favorite. Y'all know that's my favorite branch of the military, former cop. He's also an attorney, prosecutor in the city, San Diego City Attorney's Office, and he joins me now. Hi, John Hemmerling. Thank you for being here on the Andrea K. Show. Hi, Andrea. Good evening. How are you tonight? Well, I'm great, thank you, and I appreciate your being here. And yeah, these, um, the, you know, I, I think... The sheriff's departments and sheriffs are, are an, an office that not a lot of Americans really think about. I mean, you know, most, most Americans don't even know what's the difference in the role of a sheriff versus a police chief. We just kind of take law enforcement for granted. And these positions really came under the spotlight during COVID. And so and that, for that reason and others, the race here for sheriff in San Diego is really under the spotlight. Um, let's start with you telling everybody why you're running. Well, let's start off with um, uh, first, like I said, thank you for having me on tonight to talk about this very important race. And, you know, the, the, the main reason I'm running is it is about it's about public safety and leadership. This is a uh, it's an open seat. Uh, you know, as the former sheriff, um, he uh, was not going to run for reelection and um, he actually stepped down a, a month or two ago. But uh, we haven't had an opportunity in this county to really, truly choose our sheriff in, in, in over 30 years. If we mm. recall the last sheriff, Sheriff Gore. He had um, he had been appointed, and so he was the incumbent each time that he had run. Um, and then you know, and the the sheriff previous to him, Sheriff Hollander, he had been in he'd been there for for a couple decades. And so it has been quite a while since we've had a, we've had an open seat. Um, whenever this seat opened up, and the sheriff said he wasn't going to um, uh, run um, l- late last summer, um, early in the fall, um, you know, I I um I looked at um, some of the candidates that were running. People had approached me and talked about it and. And I said, you know, yeah, I mean, I've I've got 30 plus years of public service and I just can't I just can't sit idly by and um, and let uh, things continue the way they are. We need a strong leader. We need someone who's going to be strong on law and order. And we need someone who's going to, um, you know, um, is going to push back against defund the police with everything we have. And we're going to support victims of crime. And that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, uh, what do you see as the number one issue here in terms of crime and law and order? Well, I think um, we've seen, and you mentioned this a little bit ago um, when you uh, when you came back from the break about we have seen crime at um, at some of the heights that we haven't seen in in well over a decade, uh, especially violent crimes. They are spiking. Violent crimes is going to be one of my uh, one of my main priorities. Um, you know, the the uh, the facts that what's been going on is that the, the way the laws have changed um, over the last uh, ten plus years. You know, it starts with the um, if you call if you remember the realignment whenever we uh didn't put people in prison we put them in county jails instead Mm -hmm. and then you went from there and you went from prop 47 where lots of crimes that used to be felonies became either misdemeanors or no crime at all Mm -hmm. um 
So it's it's no surprise um, that as things and that's just a couple examples that what we've built up to is all of a sudden now we have a lot more crime. You know, when you're not holding people accountable and they can do whatever they want, mm-hmm. um, it's it's no surprise. You know, and um, as I said, the the homeless problem that's out there that is mm. um, that has that has blown up. It's not because it's just a bunch of people that are down on their luck. It's the changes in the laws. The 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 amount of drugs that is out there everywhere that's readily usable and no one has been held accountable for it. And there's not some systems in place to get those people off the street, Mm-mm. get them off of drugs, too. And so that's kind of what we got. It is the main main concern of mine. Um, we're going to we're going to try to address that. I am not going to um, be someone who turns a blind eye to the uh, to victims out there. You know, we've seen the legislature trying to find ways to keep criminals out of jail, uh, take felonies off the books. Um, you know, it's getting harder and harder for victims to actually get justice and get restitution. Um, but I can tell you that is when I'm sheriff, I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be addressing victims concerns and we're going to we're going to toe the line on that. You know, I, I can't change what's going on in Sacramento right now, but we're going to do our job on, on the ground. We're going to we're going to defend in the uh, neighborhoods and we're going to defend our our cops out there working on the street. Well, speaking of that, um, you know, there's this this race is controversial. And I specifically invited you on tonight because I wanted to give you an opportunity to address your critics, because, you know, I believe that you can't overcome an objection if you're not get, have it, if it's not presented to you so that you can address it. And uh, yeah. there there are people out there that saying that if we've got a rise in crime, first of all, you know, my listeners and myself, we're Second Amendment advocates. We believe that we have the right to, to, yeah. to bear arms uh, that and that is not to be infringed upon and that our right to bear arms is really about the idea that we've got a way to defend ourselves against an overreaching government. But it's also against somebody who's trying to break down your door or do you harm. And with the rise of crime coming up in this country and in San Diego County, it's more important than ever to be able to defend yourself. And there's people that are critics of yours that are saying that you're working the city attorney's office with uh, the implementation of the gun violence restraining orders means that you're not a Second Amendment advocate. And your response? Well, I can tell you, I am absolutely a Second Amendment advocate. And I can tell you that, you know, as I've told people that, you know, law enforcement's job to root out violent criminals and reducing gun violence on the streets um, and also being committed to supporting the Second Amendment and, and, and improving processes for individuals to get the, to get a CCW. These priorities are fully consistent. You know, we expect law enforcement to be out there doing the things that have to be done to protect our our communities, you know, and we talked about the gun violence restraining orders, as I've said, you know, those those are something that can be used. They can be used in very specific, targeted, specific um, um, type things that, that occur when someone has a mental health break, when someone has suicidal, uh, when someone's a violent criminal. There's there's ways that 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 we can that we can address this, but we can be, tailor it so that we're not doing, you know, the overreach that that people talk about, because I absolutely believe that there is way too much government overreach in all kinds of laws. You know, I I believe that I am I am going to be the best sheriff probably in many many de- decades related to uh, CCWs. Um, you know, this county currently is really one of the more more restrictive counties. It's very um, onerous. It's a very difficult process. Um, the good cause um, um, is, um, is is also onerous here. And I tell you, well, let's well, excuse me for interrupting. Share everybody what 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 the what good cause is um, and and how it relates to gun rights. The well, the statute in California uh, for CCW specifically, because the uh, the sheriff has the uh, the the authority to 
to issue CCWs. And so the, the good cause is one, one of the requirements in the statute for, for issuing a CCW. And it varies all throughout the state. Some, of the, some sheriffs don't issue them at all. Uh, some sheriffs um, have where uh, personal protection is sufficient. And some, some require, um, you, know, you know, you must show proof of some sort of um, violent attack. You must, you must show, you must have police reports, things like that. So it varies all throughout the state. Um, and so that's that's how it relates to um, the sheriff on CCWs. So if you are sheriff, are wh- how are you going to use your rights in terms of uh, somebody having cause to get a CCW? Well, it's my firm belief that good cause evaluation process must, you know, allows each individual to assess their own need for personal safety and self-defense. I mean, there's several counties that explicitly uh, um, say that personal protection are are sufficient. And I can tell you whenever I'm sheriff, that's going to be the same thing that I'm going to say. I'm, I'm going to follow suit. Um, it's going to make, I'm going to make it an easy process. I'm going to make it um, much more transparent. Um, people have complained to me everywhere I go speak that they've been waiting months and months and, and, and years for it, you know, and most often to find out that they didn't meet the, the, the requirements. Uh, so I am going to make that much, much easier. And, and, and like I said, the, the, there's counties out there where it is sufficient to show that um, personal protection and self-defense is sufficient. And that's what we're going to do here in San Diego County. Um, moving into mandates, there's a, a, a sheriff in uh, San Bernardino, and I always butcher his name. I always want to call him Via Ragosa, but I think that was the name of a mayor in L.A. or something. Uh, yeah, the mayor in L.A. Yeah. yeah, the mayor in L.A. So I hate to defame that, yeah. that great sheriff in San Bernardino by butchering his name. But he came out and he said, look, I am not enforcing these shot mandates because I would lose. I don't I think it was I don't remember the percentage of his force, but he's like, I would lose 5000 of my peeps. And in order to defend against crime, I can't afford to lose, you know, my, my deputies, not to mention the fact that he didn't believe that it was constitutional to do that. So we also have an yeah. issue where sheriff's departments in San Diego County and beyond have been expected and demanded. And there's even legislation, I think, that the Democrats want to put forth in Sacramento that would require law enforcement and, and, and police departments and sheriff's departments to go around and enforce mask mandates and six feet distancing and, these, and, and a variety of different mandates, which are considered to be draconian and unconstitutional. Constitutional, and they're not going away anytime soon because that's the power right. of the Nathan Fletchers and the Gavin Newsoms. Where will you stand as a sheriff when it comes to these type of mandates? Well, I, I'm just like you said, and as the other sheriff said, I will not be out there enforcing mandates. You know, we have much, much more things that the uh, that the deputies and officers can be doing addressing crimes in the neighborhood, violent crimes. Um, these are not things that the that we should be using police force to. Uh, to do, I would not be supporting mandates for individuals to get vaccinated on uh, on the sheriff's department. Um, you know, there's many there's there's many things that people have discussed. I believe there was the um, the, the deputy sheriff's association, the police officer association. They've offered up m- many other alternatives to those kind of things, and then they were you know it was it was they were turned away um, most of the time on that. And it is because of those that, that are running. You know, the, the left has an agenda on that. And that's why it's important to get the right sheriff in there, because we don't want to lose another office, another office in this county mm-hmm. to the left. We, it's just we just can't let it happen. You can imagine that because, as you mentioned, they, they've had sheriff's departments out there enforcing these things. And if you have a board of supervisors, which is currently you know majority Democrats, and it's also uh, led by, as you know, as you mentioned, Nathan Fletcher, they, you know, they turned to the, to a sheriff that, mm-hmm. that they would that they, that they wanted to get in place. 
um, they're going to they're going to demand that they enforce those mandates. They're going to demand that they and and, and and it doesn't stop there. Like you said, what's the next mandate coming? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, you get the wrong sheriff that doesn't push back and says, no, we're not doing that nonsense. I'm going to stand with the community. I'm going to stand with the public. And we're going to we're going to we're going to do our job uh, fighting crime instead of um, the uh, the mandates. Well, um, you know, I appreciate you being here. I didn't even have much. I didn't have a chance to ask you about your time in the Marines. I'm the daughter of two Marines. I was born at Lejeune. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Did you were you did you come up by way of Lejeune or Paris Island or were you here? I I was I, I uh, my first duty station was Camp Pendleton. Uh, then I was um, in Okinawa. Then I ended up in uh, in 29 Palms. And so between reserve and active, I did 30 years total. I, I retired as a colonel. Oh, well, good for you, and God bless you. Yeah, my uh, de- my dad spent Thank some you. time in Okinawa uh, when I was a oh, kid. Yeah, so, right. yeah, um, you know, I, I'm a little, I'm partial to the U.S. Marines. My mama was a Marine, and she still has a T-shirt that says, not as mean, not as lean, but still a Marine, John Hemmerling. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely true. Uh, she is Absolutely correct. Yes. Marine, always a Marine. That's true. So thank you for being here. Tell everybody how they can learn more about your campaign for sheriff. Uh, they can go to my website, which is johnhermlingforsheriff.com, johnhermlingforsheriff.com. Uh, they can find about some of my, my priorities on there. They can, they can read my, my bio. Uh, they can look at some of the news things I've done, such as like, like on, on your show. And they can also, uh, most importantly, donate because running for office, even for sheriff, it does cost a, a, a lot of money to get your name out there in this big county. So, mm-hmm. And I appreciate uh, people like you, Andrew, give me a chance to uh, get on here and um, talk about these, uh, these important issues and this important race. Mm-hmm. And um, as again, I'm, I'm the endorsed Republican candidate, and I think it's important that we get good, strong, conservative law and order um, in, in, in this county seat, uh, in this county position. You know what? I'm glad you mentioned that real quick. If I can, I, I should be wrapping. But in 30 seconds uh, there, you know, um, the Voice of San Diego reported that you had you had, you know, pulled away from the Republican Party for personal reasons. Anything you want to comment there? Because you are the Republican Party endorsed candidate. And I want to give you a chance to address that concern. Yeah, no, I um, I have been a Republican my entire life. I was a young Republican and, and uh, voted for Ronald Reagan. Um, uh, that's my was my one was my first vote. I've always done so. Um, when I moved into the city, there was there was thoughts about running for some some other office that was that that hasn't been um, hasn't hasn't come to fruition. And mm-hmm. I um, so I so I, I just did, didn't didn't register as a as, as any party. Uh, but when when the opportunity came back, it was a very short period of time. It was, it was about a year. Um, and whenever I realized this, I, I decided I needed to re-register back to my to, to where I originally was, which is Republican and, and has always have been. I've always voted Republican regardless. So, um, yeah, I've been me and my family, my wife and everybody around me has been Republican our whole life. Well, you know, thank you for clearing that up. I appreciate your being here. And, um, and and I'm hoping to have you back as we continue with this, because this is this is a really important race. You know, so many voters just tend to think the Republican, I mean, the presidential race or Congress. And then they're, they're, more and more people right. are starting to realize the importance of our local uh, elected officials. John Hemmerling, thank you for being here. Yeah. Take yeah, good, thank you very much. Thank I appreciate you. It. Take good care and simplify. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned because coming up. Yeah. Speaking of crime, we had kind of a really scary story happen here involving an Uber driver. So we're going to share that story with you guys. Uh, 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer San Diego. Andrea K. The Donut Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back 
to the Andrea K. Show. I'm loving that music. We're easing into uh, our final half hour on this hump day. Glad to have you guys here with me. I'm getting lots of emails from y'all, and I'm loving that y'all emailing me throughout the show and beyond. But you can also give us a call here at 888-344-1170, and you can call 24 hours a day at 844-814-5227. And did y'all know we have a new Twitter account? It's at AK Show San Diego. Um, Okay, so... Speaking of a crime wave happening, there was so much that I, I wanted to talk to John Hemmerling, who is running for San Diego Sheriff. Um, and, and we've got a crime story later on at, at the end of the show to share with you all. The crime story that was the election of 2020. Uh, Donald Trump made some comments about that today. And there's a new movie with Dave Bossy addressing that. We're going to talk about it a little bit later. But, I mean, usually when you people think of crime, you think of, you know, uh, you know armed robbery, right? Well, we actually had... Um, you know, an armed robbery here in San Diego. This is the first that I've heard of this. It happened Saturday night and it was four suspects. One of them armed snatched a Toyota Camry from a guy in his forties in the Rolando park area. And, um, he was, he was an Uber driver and one of the suspects was armed, pointed a gun at the Uber driver and told him to get out of the car. Uh, when the, when the driver got out and tried to get his cell phone, the suspects hit him several times and drove off. So, um, you know, this is this is a really frightening story because, you know, it's tough enough to be an Uber driver out there. You're, you know, you're vulnerable. And right? now you got to worry about potential carjackings on order. Well, even before that, even before we had this crime wave and carjacking, we had these poor Uber drivers. What a great concept it was, right? That you could use your own car and on your own schedule, you could go share your car. It used to be called rideshare, right? That was how it started. And the idea was, is you'd use your car in your own time as an independent contractor. And, you know, people could use an app and you'd, you'd tote make them around money. here and there and make a little money, right? And then we had Lorena Gonzalez jump in and she decides that there should be no such thing as an independent contractor anymore in the state of California. Everybody has to be an employee. And then, you know, that's going to raise the cost of the Uber app company who developed the app because now they've got to pay for all these employee benefits. And then as a result of that, it's going to raise the prices of an Uber ride somewhere. And that was before we got to the crime wave happening, which also involves the crime that is involved in $7 a gallon of gas. So, I mean, it's It's tough going for an Uber driver out there these days, right? It's tough going. It's tough economically. But I'm still glad that occasionally, and and I don't take Uber much anymore because of, mainly because of of the price increase. I feel vulnerable when I get in an Uber as as a woman in the backseat of a car being driven, um, uh, you know, by, by men, by and large. I feel vulnerable there. But now with this crime wave going on in this story, you got to be feeling really scared with what's happening. We've got no bail policy. We've got, you know, um, oh, gee, there's COVID going around. Let's put the most violent criminals out on the streets. You never know who you're picking up. You don't know who you're picking up. It's like, and, and you think of this poor guy. You know, he's got to be hurting for money if he's if he's paying $7 a gallon of gas and he's still out on a Saturday night at 930 using his Toyota Camry to try to give people a ride and then he gets carjacked. 
You know, there's all these commercials going on about Uber Eats that, you know, people, you know, in the commercials, it's funny, ha, ha, ha. You know, they're, you know, chewing tape because it's like, you know, you've you've seen the commercials and it's like, you know, you know, when you order because people aren't used to being able to order food through Uber Eats. Well, now these guys just ordered them up a car. They just they just took it right from the guy. Right. So I, my question for you guys is, you know, if you're an, if you're listening to me and you're riding around in your car and you're an Uber driver, when you, you know, as this crime surge continues to grow and no accountability, I mean, is this may is is you are you willing to continue to drive your Uber, right? How safe do you feel? Yeah, how safe do you feel? You know, or or you hear a story like this, does it make you go, you know what? Um, I'm just going to not drive my Uber anymore. Eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Or or is the response from this going to be, you know, we're just going to start char- charging more, right? I don't know if this guy got his car back. I might, it, this car might have been stolen, destroyed, taken down to, you know, Mexico, sold off for parts or sold off for parts somewhere here. And then he's got to go out and buy a new car. This could end up raising the, raising the prices for all of us. Right. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you listeners out there, you know, the last time I tried to take an Uber, it, it, the, the prices were doubled. I tried to take an Uber to the airport, and what used to be an $18 trip to the airport cost me $53 Oh, before I tipped the guy. So you know what? I'm loving you Uber drivers. I want you to stay safe out there, but I got to tell you, and I sympathize with you because of the whole employee thing, because you, you're not able to do your own thing. You used to be able to go and drive for an hour or two. Now it's like there's all this employee requirement stuff going on. I have sympathies for y'all, but I, you know, I, we're, he got carjacked. We're getting jacked. I mean, prices are prices. already high. It's been a couple of years since I've used Uber or Lyft. I can't imagine they go even higher. People are not going to want to use them at all. Well, of course not. And this just goes to show, you know, Donald Trump said, you know, um, wokeism, you know, he used a cuss word, but he's basically like, you know, um, wokeism turns everything to, to poop. And that's what this was. This was wokeism in the sense of uh, the, the uh, this is not related to the crime aspect of the story. But what happened here was Lorena Gonzalez, who's married to Nathan Fletcher here in San Diego, decides nobody should be an independent contractor. And and was it really and everything's under the guise that they're, they're taking care of you right oh we're going to protect you poor sad uber drivers who are perfectly happy with the way the system was when what it was really about was these democrats sit around and think what aspect of american society right now do we not have control over what are we not able to regulate right now what app what new business idea has come up what innovation has been created right now by some capitalist that we're not that we're not in control of that we're not regulating and getting our pennies from and taking our share from that's ultimately what it's about and and you know and that's i i feel like that's kind of been a through line of so many topics here on tonight's show right I, you know earlier on the show that we were talking about you know san diego passing some law you know banning evictions of your own personal property whether it's whether they're wanting to control your your home that you own that you've got rented out or whether or not they're wanting to control your body or, you know, from, from shots or mandates, whatever it is. I mean, you know, this was, was a classic case of that. Um, Troy is on the line. He's a, a, a delivery driver in San Diego, and he's had an experience, and I hope, hope, I hope it wasn't a criminal one. Hi, Troy. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hello. Hey, darling. Uh, yeah, when you're talking about this whole thing as far as robbery, yeah, it happened to me. I'm driving for Papa John's, and uh, it was actually a complete setup. and got my car stolen. <gasps> 14 stitches, had to go to the hospital. 
Oh my gosh! How? Whoa, 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 whoa! Back up. At, what? It was a setup. Tell me. Tell, give us yeah. the deets. What happened here? Uh, somebody just called in for pizza, and when I went to the place, uh, two guys, and of course this is before COVID, so they were masked up at that time. Said, you know, give me your, give us your car. I didn't do it immediately, and one of them had something that hit me just over the head, and <gasps> at that time it was becoming going to become possibly life-threatening if I didn't give them key to my car. And so, yeah. Wow. Did you get your car back? What happened with that? Yes, I did. I got my car back. Here's something that's kind of interesting about that. They actually have satellites that will track your car immediately once they put it on a stolen car list. So they actually had my car all over the West Coast. What did you have? Was that because... Guys brought a crime spree everywhere. They went to Vegas, Oregon, Washington. They finally caught it somewhere in Northern California. The only reason they couldn't get it for is because, well, they didn't have enough police officers to chase it down. (sighs) Wow. When was this? When did this happen? This happened about two and a half years ago, I guess. Wow. And uh, the guys basically walked. So when you're talking about the whole crime spree and no accountability and all that stuff, yeah, I promise you. Wow. There was was an assault with a deadly weapon, and the one who hit me was a kid who was 16 years old, as it turns out. They don't prosecute kids for felonies here. Look, when you're a 16-year-old and you're wielding a weapon and you hit somebody over the head with it, you should be tried as an adult. You know what you're doing. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Now, did, were they able to track your car? Did you have a low jack on it, or were they just have some? No, no, no. They just, they just had. They've got satellites out there that once they have your license plate number, they had it tracked. They wow. can see it from that far away. Wow. And that's everybody's car right now. If you really, if you really want to know the truth. Well, you so know they're willing to track your car. You, they can find you. Well, they're, they're willing to track the car, Troy, but they weren't willing to hold anybody, it sounds like, you know, properly accountable for these criminals with their crime spree. But I'm glad you're I'm glad you're well. Do you still deliver? Yeah. Yeah. I'm on a delivery right now. So I'm talking to you. <laughs> well, I do love me some pizza and you're making me hungry, Troy. And I'm glad you're safe and I appreciate <laughs> your calling in. Thank you so much. No problem. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to talk about the crime that was the election of 2020. And Trump made some comments today that were really interesting. All of his comments are interesting. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her. Don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. There's just so many better things you can call me. In fact, you can just call us at any time, 24 hours a day at 844-814-5227. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, and we just had a caller during the break, by the way, who called in. Thanks for calling, Tom. Thank you for calling, Tom. And he was he was glad to hear that I have expanded, and I'm not talking about my waistline, expanded uh, the show into uh, thinks, two hours. He actually told me, this is a direct quote, you should have three hours. Okay, okay. I'm loving that. 
Yeah, um, I would have to make sure I get a snack because I'm starting to get hungry right now. <laughs> I'm ready to go eat some dinner. But I love how you're thinking, Tom, and I love how all of y'all think. In fact, if you want to give us a call 24 hours a day and give us topic ideas, um, guest ideas, we would love to hear from you. Or, or if you want to just weigh in on any any of the topics that we, we've shared here tonight, 844-814-5227. You know, Trump was weighing in on the mail-in voting uh, he um, was bashing Zuckerberg yesterday, saying he wants to end the mail-in voting because of the impact that it had. Uh, the impact in general, how it's rife for fraud. He said mail-in ballots are rife for fraud, and that's what happened. The number of ballots we had this year as opposed to any other year, who knows where they came from? Nobody knows. Many people got two ballots, three ballots, or more than that, and he's absolutely correct. He had, uh, I shared, I had multiple mail-in ballots come to my home, and I've lived in my home for four years. Who, who, who are these mail-in ballots coming into? And Trump actually was um, early on back in the pandemic, he was screaming about these these mail-in ballots. He didn't want these to be implemented. And in fact, not only were they implemented without any measures, and this was an excuse to use COVID as a way to try to stuff ballot boxes. I think it was Michigan or Wisconsin I reported on there where a judge said that the use of mail-in ballot boxes specifically violated the state constitution, that that this was not constitutional and the state legislature needed it needed to be written by the state legislatures right and it should have never been implemented and we also need to get i'll add on to what trump was talking about we need to get rid of absentee ballots as well he went on to say that um you should vote one day and you can only use a mail-in if you're in the military and anyway, or if you're very ill, otherwise you aren't going to have honest elections. He's absolutely right. And the Republican Party didn't back him at the, at the leadership level in, in D.C. They didn't back him. And in part because we've even had high level Republicans on the show justify they like the absentee ballots. They like it because, you know, you get to go on vacation. And we had somebody tell us one time there's checks and balances. There's no checks and balances. And we said months in advance this was going to be a problem before the election even happened. And not only that, but what ended up happening, Dave Bossie's got a movie coming out, Rigged 2020, and we're gonna we're in the process of, of working to invite him on the show. He's from Citizens United. He's got a movie coming out about it. And we've talked about it um, before, uh, about how Zuckerberg, it's, it, the movie's called Rigged, the Zuckerberg-funded plot to defeat Donald Trump. In fact, um, there are is one of the states is actually looking into what whether or not the four hundred million dollars and that one state, the way that the money from Zuckerberg was distributed, was basically a bribery scheme. That money was spent and that state, the way it was the money was doled out, it was flat out discriminatory. It was a bribe of government officials who then set up a bunch of mail in drop off boxes in Joe Biden districts and none for, uh, you know, in, in the heavily Republican districts. And that's just one aspect of these Zuck bucks and the way that Zuckerberg was able to spend $400 million and sway the outcome of an election. It goes deep. It goes very deep. And let me tell you, as we've said many times on the show, if, if, you know, um, if you don't have, and nothing matters unless our elections matter. And right now, we, I don't, do you feel confident? Y'all out there, 888-344-1170, do you, do you have confidence in, in our election systems? You know, Andrea, we got, the, we got the election midterms coming up this year, and you know, we hear about this red wave. I'm not so confident, just given what happened in 2020. I'm not that confident. Well, I will tell you that here in San Diego County, our Republican leadership put a system in place 
that involves different organizations uh, to overcome the different methods that the Democrats have put in place. And it, it involves a lot, and I don't have time to get into it. Um, but they were able to get win a local election in a Democrat district that was heavily Democrat by 18 percentage points. That's big. But what it takes is it would take somebody like that to say, we can't maybe change the mechanisms in place, but we can maybe overcome it. All right. Thanks to my listeners tonight. Thank you to callers. Thank you to John Hammerly, my guest. We're going to be back tomorrow night, 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific time. Love you all. Peace out. Thank you, Skins. See you all tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.